I've actually reduced, and I'm sharing this with you now for the first time, like live on this, but I've actually <laughs> reduced payouts in the business and I'm keeping more cash in the business for the event of a rainy day, something happens, we're going into a recession, then I can deploy that capital towards like investments or I can acquire clients for less or lower my margin and still be able to pay my employees. So I'm, I'm kind of like conserving cash right now, um, stopping all the stupid expenses and the payouts that we don't really need because I can live off of a lot less than I get paid, right? And I'm making sure yeah. the business is okay. And then my personal, I'm stacking cash for the opportunities in real estate or the other opportunities that come out or businesses that are found that I can take over and I can, you know, install somebody and make that profitable during that time with something that I have expertise with. So I'm getting ready for this thing. So you as an entrepreneur or, or even like your personal, you should, you should be, I don't know about conserving, like if a good deal comes up, buy it, but like I'm getting ready to look for the opportunities and survive if I need to. And hopefully this never happens and the recession's not bad and we don't have to worry about it. But I'm gonna be able to pounce on the opportunities when they come along. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. You brought up a really good topic. Like, hey, we're kind of, we're going into a recession. That's what everybody's talking about. That's what we're seeing. That is what is happening. We're, like, we're in it right now. So it'd be good to talk about how to handle, you know, a recession. Now, neither one of us has actually been in business during a recession. I started Legion in 2012, so a couple of years out of it. I was like just graduating college during the last recession. You you weren't in business then either, but we have had you know the pandemic with the gyms um, in the last couple of years, as well as like just study and knowing people that have been successful. And actually, it was uh, it was cool that we chatted about it because I was lifting with my buddy yesterday. And uh, he's good friends with the founder of Coachella. Wow. And they do some stuff together. And we were just kind of talking about like over the last couple of years, how, you know, our views have shifted and what we're trying to do moving forward and stuff like that. And he was telling me that the, the founder of Coachella actually said, you know, last recessions where he made like his money. And where he really struck it big. And that's like what you and I talk about when we hear from so many people. Yeah, obviously a lot of people got got banged up hard last time. Right. But during a recession is where there's so much opportunity. Whereas most business owners, most entrepreneurs, when they go into that situation, like we saw during the pandemic, they shut down. They shut right. off. They turn off marketing. They do these things. Whereas... I think you and I taking a look at those that have been successful from the conversation we have and then seeing also the results of what we did during that period are going into this with a much different approach. And we're, right. I would encourage most people, if you're listening or watching this to go into this, not being like, Oh shit, you know, I have to clam up and, you know, I got to restrict certain things, but say, Hey, how can I, how can I actually use this time to potentially set my family up for generations? Well, well question for you too, right? how much money is out in the world, right? How much money is printed right now in the United States? Like, we don't know, but there's a set amount, right? So much. Yeah. In a recession, does that money disappear? Still there. It's still the <laughs> it's same still amount of money. It's literally still the yeah. same amount of money. So during a recession, and when you're not in a recession and you're in a, a, you know, an economic boom, there's the same amount of money in the United States that there was either time. So what Bob's saying is going into it with the right mindset. And I think that, you know, an abundance mindset and a and an offensive mindset instead of a defensive strategy, I think is is the thing. So just understand that like 100%. the money's still there. 
You might have to well, do different things or operate differently to get it, but the money's the same money's there. Money's the same. So, and even a way to look at that too is money's on a discount in a way because there's going to be, we're going in with this recession, we're going into two things. One, baby boomers are retiring. So there's a lot of awesome businesses that maybe aren't as sexy as like internet money kind of shit that you and I right. do, but more that brick and mortar, really service-based, like a lot of baby uh, boomers that have those businesses are going to be retiring. And going into recession during that time might mean that those businesses are up for grabs at an even better rate than they were before. Whereas right. a couple of years ago when everything was exploding and everything was overvalued, where people were paying more than they, you know, they really should be. Now you're going to be going in a time where you can actually get something as a steal. Yeah. The same amount of money is still going to be in circulation. How you approach your messaging is going to be different. You know, the psychology tumor is going to be different. So you have to adapt and change, but it doesn't, that there's not a ton of opportunity there. Right. right. And where, you know, we, we look back at, uh, at the pandemic and that's what you and I were talking about is one of the things that we did differently. So Legion as a brand, we did differently is we noticed that when Jim down, a lot of uncertainty was happening that the other gyms like immediately turned off their ads. Right. They just kind of, they went inside and they were scared and they were like, I don't know what to do. We were like, hey, let's keep our ads on. We're going to keep right. marketing. We reduce our ad spend at all, which then meant that since nobody else was marketing, there was less noise. We were the ones who were being seen by everybody. So yes. we essentially were to spend the same amount of money and get even more reach and create more opportunity. And as a result, like, you were profitable at your gyms throughout the end. That's like where your growth came from was through yeah. the pandemic in, the gym, in your gym. But it, but but the, the the service we provided was actually an essential, right? So people were like, hey, we're turning everything off. They went and, you know, self-preservation mode. Like, oh, we have to just fire everybody, sit inside and do nothing for these next nine months or whatever and just hope the business survives. Well, bills are still due. Like landlords maybe give you a break. But like we had an essential product. Like people didn't. So during the pandemic, like people were getting out less. All the gyms were shut down. Like they needed us more. So it was like, why would we stop marketing to to get more clients and help people? They need us more now than ever. So if we would have played defense, like not only would we have, you know, not been profitable and probably not survived, but we wouldn't have been able to help the people. And I've I've told you this, I told you this last night, like the pandemic and doing those live streams and all the Legion gems coming together and branding together, it was one of the my favorite times in business. Yeah. Hands down. I just enjoyed the camaraderie. Everybody bonded together. We were all in our homes, but we were still working out. We were still, you know, hitting our fitness goals. And it was just such a great sense of community. And I believe truly that if we played defense, there would be a lot of people with more mental issues and problems, right? I think that we helped people get through the pandemic by what we did. So it's not just a monetary thing. Like I believe that we've helped people because it helped me get through. I'm a social yeah. butterfly. I got to be out. I'm an extrovert. And that helped me get through it. I could communicate and be with everybody and have a community and joke and post. And we're all doing lives and workouts together. Yeah. We were getting healthy and having fun. So like if we would have went into defense mode, A, we would have probably went out of business, but B, we wouldn't have been able to help and, and you know, yeah. solve these issues for and- the community. And so for context, we should sit, like kind of give some backstory in that. Whereas like, uh, so we're in the gym game. Angelo has a different company now, actually still has his gym, but like back then, you know, we we're in the gyms and we saw the shutdowns were happening. The cool thing is we were able to see that happening ahead of our competition, ahead of everybody else. Right. Uh, we were maybe ahead of it just by like a couple days, 
but we knew that shutdowns were going to happen. Now for us, like I had eight gyms, 50 employees, you know, a ton of franchisees that were open. So it's not like we just be like, all right, cool. Like this is it. And, and most of the franchisees, like you just opened right before this happened. So yeah, we were October like, hey, and this hit in, in February. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, once we saw that this was happening, it wasn't like, all right, let's like wait and see what happens. And hopefully we get through it. It's like, shit, we have to make it through it. So two things that I realized is one, I have to make sure that I set the brand up for success and I lead the brand through this because there's going to be a lot of uncertainty and I need to try and make the gyms stay as profitable as possible throughout this entire time. And then the same thing for our members, like our members are going to be surrounded by all this chaos and fear monitoring right. and everything like that. So we want to be a beacon of light during that time period for mm -hmm. them. So like you say, for the mental health or the physical health that they have an outlet of somebody being positive, somebody there, somebody actually supporting them during this time of just complete and utter chaos. So when we saw that happening, but also we saw it as like another opportunity. One of the reasons that the, like the gyms for me kicked off to a lot of successes, I was one of the first people ever using ads for gyms. Like nobody was ever using it back then when I first started. So then going into this time, it's, hey, here's another opportunity for us to stand up and be the brand leader. When everybody else is shutting down and closing their doors and saying, oh, go take a break. It's like, hey, you may not be able to come into our gym, but we're still going to come to you. Right. We're going to figure out a way. So like literally locked myself up in a room for the weekend and completely like over 48 hours built an entire digital platform for the gym so that all right. of our clients had resources for that no matter where they were. I was like, right. hey, what are some what are some good tools out there that I can that I can model? And it was like, ah, oh, Beachbody, biggest fitness brands out there. They do these, you know, on-demand services. So boom, we created on-demand. And then on top of that, because community is so big, and we had a bunch of our, our team members from your gym and from and my gyms that were willing to stand up. So we put on the live workouts so that they could still get the energy and the community while being at home. And our right. community responded to it. And then from a business standpoint, it was like, hey, all of our members and then also the community outside of it are going to need a little extra push. They're right. going to need somebody to, to stay on top of them. So we launched an, a challenge at the same time to keep them excited, to keep them going and to say, hey, right now you can buckle up, you can eat all your food and you can kind of go in the opposite direction or you can actually use this as an opportunity to make some change and focus on you uh, while you know it's a scary time. So we did that and that and we launched it with like a, I don't know, a five day launch and it absolutely crushed as well. Dude. And it was the same formula I've used over and over and over again too. I got to give it to you there. Like that was so like timeline, right? Pandemic hit, everybody shut down. You're like, guys, I don't know if we're going to shut down. And all of a sudden, like, boom, we're all shut down. And then like, you're like, yeah. we're doing this challenge. I think we, every, all the franchisees were on a call. And this, I got to tip my hat to you. This was an excellent job by you and this great leadership, right? Like, you know, at times like that, like you can get scared. And I'm not going to lie, I was worried, yeah. right? But I've never been through it before. And I, I just opened three months ago. But then you're like, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to work. And maybe me being dumb and just following benefited me, right? Not overthinking. I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to work. And I just followed it. But like for you to be able to go out and say, this is what's happening. Clear your mind. Think of this is the way we can help. This is the way we can grow. This is what we're going to do. Put a plan together and then boom, implement it within days, right? It was amazing. So like timeline, pandemic hit, we all shut down. You came by, we're going to do a virtual challenge. This is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to get through this. Pitch it to us. Not only did you just pitch it and tell us to do it, but you like got on there and like, I'm going to be part of it. I'm going to do the orientation. 
I think you probably haven't done an orientation in a long time, so you might have wanted to do that a little bit, right? It might have been fun. Uh, <laughs> and we had hundreds of people on that live orientation. It was great. Members were posting. They were going out. I mean, we had every single legion. There were people from Delaware, from Jersey, yeah. from Maryland, from Florida, from PA, everywhere were yeah. on all these live streams and doing this challenge. And like that, that level of leadership was like, okay, we're not going to falter. We're not going to buckle. And like having that conviction you had really got us through it. So like at times of like... um you know, you have to have like certainty th through, um, you have to have like conviction through uncertainty, right? Like a time yeah. like that, this is what's going to, this is what I'm going to do. This is how we're going to work it. Nobody's going to stop us. And boom, we just went and like, that's the closest thing we have to a recession. But when I saw that, I'm like, wow, playing defense did not benefit. We had to go, come up with a plan and immediately go on the offensive. And like two things, like one, as a result of that, like, and we talked about this before, we kept signing people up. Right. Five to 10 new clients every single week. But right. originally, we didn't know what it was going to look like. So mm -hmm. we had to set the foundation and keep our mindset aligned with like, hey, why are we doing this? And what are we doing it for? Now, you know, I was like, crap, I've never been through this. And I have a ton of overhead. I have all these franchisees that right. are going to need support. So I was like, I need to figure out a way, even if it's not perfect, that we can get some traction, some momentum as we go into this and keep the excitement alive. And I, for me, it was that level, uh, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen, but it was exciting because it's yeah. like, that's, I love that. I love moving fast. And that's one of the things that's always helped me in business is just being able to move with speed, quick, it's decisive like, decisions. It's ready, ready, fire, aim. Like, here's the idea. Let's launch it. Let's see what works. It doesn't work. We can improve and reiterate on it and get it out there. But there were some things that we had to change. Like I knew that going into this, that when we launched it, you know, and we launched that uh, the the challenge. I also knew that pricing, I changed. We changed than what we normally launch, right? Because we wanted to make it a no brainer, so that one, you know, the consumers would sign up without even thinking about it. So we used a price point that psychologically they don't even need to like check with anybody for it. Just boom, I'll do it. But also one where I didn't know if people were going to have sales, you know, sales team hitting the phones, or even like mentally they were going to be because you know our team was scared. You know, how right. would they handle this? So, so I was like, I wanted to make sure that we could launch this thing. So that's why I, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll lead this thing. I'll, I'll run with it. You know, I'll do all the emails, all the posts, all the videos. We did all that stuff. So I kind of took that because I was like, hey, I'll know I'll be able to deliver this and crush it. But then also make it so that somebody just, it was a no-brainer to sign up. And right. we didn't even have to have a phone call to do that. So right. we, we made some reiterations to it so that it would work with the time. And I think as you go into a recession, like you're going to one, keep the momentum going. You yeah. might have to tweak some of the stuff that you do or how you do it. And, but still the foundational components are still going to be there. Right. The biggest thing is like for us, we kept marketing. We marketed hard. Right. So like as a business perspective, keep on marketing. Like right. that's where you can take market share. When, Everybody are kind of pulling back and oftentimes like they see advertising as an expense. But since we use a lot of direct response, you know, we know it's just an investment. You know, maybe our investment's not going to be as fruitful during a downturn. That's okay. But I'm still going to be the one who's in my community, putting it out there for my ideal client. So they're going to see me as a consistent message or me or my brand or whatever other brand during this time when everybody else isn't. Right. So that right there helps me elevate the brand. Which right. is why, like, I would double down and plan on double downing or doubling down during the upcoming recession for the gyms or any of the other brands. Right. And I think that's where, like, a lot of companies, 
like, ah, oh, you know, we need to cut here. We need to save here. It's like, hey, this is a time where maybe your margin gets down a little bit and that's okay. It doesn't have right. to be. I'm just saying like potentially depending on the business, maybe it goes down so you can get that upswing afterwards. I think somebody shared uh, Prime. Amazon Prime was started during a recession. Not making any money on it. But now like who doesn't use Prime? Right. And it also set the standard for every other company too. And 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 to kind of go to that, like I had a conversation with, um, you know, Coach Tim and, and Hatbro and I was like, hey dude, I'm like, this is a time where we're going to have to, and like, you know, maybe you do downsize, right? I'm like, dude, we're going to make a little bit less, right? We're not going to make what we made, um, but we're going to have to work 10 times as hard, you know, and get paid a little bit less, but we're going to survive through this. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. So I need you to, I got to buy in from him. Let's hunker down. I'm going to work with you, right? I'm not taking any money out of it. I'm going to keep you as close to what I paid you as possible. And let's do everything we can. And we're going to work 10 times as hard to get all these people results, keep them healthy. Because when we come out of this, our members will be better for it and we'll be better for it. And I remember having that conversation with him. He's like, I'm all in. Let's do it. Never had to yeah. like send him home or lay him off or anything like that. Kept him floating through there. So we went we went further, right? Margins got smaller. We didn't profit as much, right? But on the, the tail end of it, our members respected us for everything we did and all the effort that we put out. And we went above and beyond for them for less money to make it through there. And we survived as a business. Tim survived as, as a manager of our location and our members thrived, you know, they, they, they did much better. So I think like during a recession, there's two, there's two things, right? There's a, there's, what is it? Like a necessity and like a nice to have thing, right? And I think that the first thing people cut is like, okay, I have a Hulu, a Disney, a YouTube and a blah, blah, blah subscription, right? What are they gonna cut? Like, okay, we only need Disney because let's just keep the kids yeah. sedated, right? Like that's the most important yeah. one, but we don't need the other ones, right? So they start cutting things off. We'll cut Netflix, we'll cut Hulu, we'll cut all this stuff, right? But like, I think as, as what we did was, we didn't become like a commodity, we became a necessity, right? So we put the messaging out. So if you're a business, you need to understand marketing is an essential thing and that is the last thing that should go because when that goes, your business goes, right? Yep. So marketing and sales is the last thing to go. It's the first thing you should do when you're in business. And it's the last thing that you should take out if you're in, struggling, right? Cut all the other stuff. You don't need a new computer. You don't need a new operating system. You don't need a new CRM system. You don't need to hire another virtual assistant. Do, 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 the, do the numbers yourself. Go put yourself in the spreadsheet. Get rid of all the extra expenses. Marketing and sales have to stay. So as a business, you need to understand marketing is a necessity. So in a recession, in a downturn, you may get leads for cheaper, but you're still going to grow clients. And when all the buzz businesses fail around you, those clients are, if they're not coming back now, they're going to eventually come back. And now you have more market share and you're going to be more profitable in the future. So never cut marketing, never cut sales. You just need to double down on that and you'll make it through. Like we said, the same money's out there and yeah. you have to market your, your category is an essential too, right? Like, yeah. like we both own marketing companies. I'm going to tell my attorneys, the dumbest thing you can do during a recession and downturn is cut your marketing spend. You, that should be my most profitable time. My business should blow up bigger than it is now. If we hit a real bad recession, people get more litigious. They sue more people, right? They're trying to get money easier. People are struggling and they're going to go out and they're, they're so happy, right? So if an attorney's not spending more with me during a recession or a downturn, they're out of their mind and they're missing an opportunity to blow their business up. Yeah. And, and I, so one, I hundred percent agree with you. Like you have to view and understand that your business is a necessity and you have to believe it. So like yeah. with gyms, I think gyms are kind of recession proof to a degree because that is so important for people to focus on their health, their physical and their mental health. And that's what gyms yes. are there for. So one, as a leader, 
I think that's the other thing is you got to be a leader, leader for your community, a leader for your team. And especially during, you know, going into downturns, that's where you have to step up. And maybe that means you practice some delayed gratification where you're like, hey, I don't need as much right now. I'm going to keep more in the business. I'm going to focus on the team. I'm going to re- I'm going to like invest more into the communities and everything like that so that I can reap the reward in the next couple of years or coming out of this or, you know, buying other businesses during this time because they're going to be on a discount. Right. But then it's also like you have to, you know, put it out there and be like, hey, like this is this is the key time. This is not this is like so many people are going to view it as a negative thing. Like, no, this is an opportunity. This right. is amazing. Like it's going to suck. Yeah. But it'll be good. Like shitty times don't last forever. Uh, but there's more opportunity now than ever. And the other thing too is kind of an adage that I've always done in business. And I, you know, I don't always follow this, but I try to, you know, when I remember to my best is, is to be different. You know, generally speaking, you're going to want to do the opposite thing of what everybody else is doing. So if people are pulling, you know, back, you know, you go forward. Right. If, you know, when we started with, with the gyms, like our front end offers were high ticket offers, whereas everybody else at the time were offering low ticket offers. So we were offering something completely different and like 10 times, if not more than 10 times more expensive than what our competitors were doing. Right. By doing what everybody so, else does, you commoditize yourself, right? Just a commodity. Commoditize. You're every gym membership, you're the same as everyone. Just let me pick yeah. one. Exactly. So like, and that's for any business. So take a look at, hey, what are they putting out there? What are they doing? How can I do the opposite? Because most people are going to get it wrong. So if you can kind of take that viewpoint, it'll probably right. give you an edge, you know? So, and then as long as you lead your team and keep focused on, it's not about what happens tomorrow and this month. It's like, Hey, what can happen in three, five and 10 years? Because that's the opportunity that a recession will get. Not like, I'm not saying, I don't think anybody's like looks forward to it. Right. It's not going to be super fun, but I do know in the fitness space, two big ass brands started during the last recession. Like my old mentor, Sam, that he started his business and Fit Body Bootcamp was started then. You know, so like right. those, you know, I think even like the boot camp model was essentially created. Dude, it's such a good, it's session. such a good model, but just like yeah. think, th- think through the boot camp model, right? Personal training is extremely expensive, right? And uh-huh. a $30, $40 a month gym membership doesn't get you what you need. So like, it was yeah. like a perfect medium where like, it's a four, it's so much value for your money. So like somebody said, how can I find a solution for this? And like, they come in and everybody's like, wow, I can get the benefits yeah. of this uh, w- w- and not get all the negatives of this without paying that. Yeah. And that's what, like, so going to that too, for the, for the fitness industry, there's a, there's a swing right now that's going back to like more semi-private training, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing at all. However, when we're going into maybe a downturn, you know, and everybody gets impacted during that time, like right. you said earlier, sometimes those nice to haves are going to get cut. So if your membership is 39 to 49 a week versus, you know, anywhere from 125 to 300 a week, which one is going to be most likely to get cut? Right. You know, so in like sometimes those people, we all assume everybody has great money habits and nobody has good money habits. So the people that are maybe able to afford your personal training or semi-private training, they might get crushed during right. a recession. Maybe they lose their job. Maybe they get a pay cut. Maybe right. they're a business owner that's not doing well and everything like that. So that's one of the things that I, I, I see the shift in the industry going a lot to semi-private and personal training. One, I, I just like group training better personally. I do, I do too. Uh, it's better leverage. Like I think and I do like semi-private training. Like we, obviously we offer it. You know, I think it's great for some right. people, but I think especially as we go into this downturn, it's like, Hey, if you, 
if that's all you offer, then it, you might be a little bit more risk uh, just because it is it is a higher end luxury item. And, and we could argue that group training is also right. a luxury item. Like, I don't know anything about Planet Venice, but they'll probably be fucking fine. Right. But, you know, I think a boot camp is going to be able to survive because I don't even think, you know, as we go into a recession, it's, it's not going to be a depression. And it's not only oh yeah, who am I? I'm not in a class. I have no idea. Who but knows? I don't think yeah. it's going to be a recession. I mean, if we go to war, like, we're, then we're screwed. Um, which that is a potential, but we're not going to get into that. However, like the likelihood of boot camp, like that'll be absolutely fine throughout it. And it probably will end up thriving because the people that want personal training, maybe they can't afford it right now, but they still want to do training because they know how important it is and right. they find that community. And it gives them that gleam of hope during that time. So I think the fitness industry is going to, to be in a great position. Well, if you're continuing to progress forward, if you continue to market lead gen companies, right. like, Anytime, if there's downtime, like what does the company need? Hey, we need more clients. We need more money. That's you're what selling. You're selling. Does. You're selling more clients. I mean, you should have any marketing company should blow up at that time. But when you're any, talking yeah, about gyms, 100%. if you're doing semi and personal, right? As a business owner, you should identify. Hey, this may happen. Oh, this is happening. And if you didn't offer boot camp, that could be something that you add to your business. So as a business owner, you should think, yeah. like, what can I add? Because if people cut these nice to haves and go to must-haves, I can still serve my people, I can still keep them healthy, I can still build this community, albeit I make a little less, it's a little less profit, but I can still serve my community and keep my business afloat and still even grow it if I yeah. add this second yeah. offering to it. Yep. You know what I was also just thinking too? Like the One of the big problems with a lot of personal training and semi-private training businesses too is their, their margin is all sorts of screwed up. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, for some reason, a lot of gyms operate like with 10% margin, mm -hmm. which blows my mind. Like gyms should be operating with 30 to 50% margin. So right. while like one of the things we should, you should focus on right now, if you haven't already, is like, let me get my shit in order. Let me clean up my house right now. Right. So it's prime for me going in there. So hopefully I'm stacking up cash, you know, right now to protect myself. Like that was one of the things that really did help, you know, during the pandemic when uh, my gyms lost 50% of revenue. You know, we got crushed, but I had tons of cash. So I was right. able to get it going. And then I, you know, I pivoted and, and adjusted as accordingly. Right. Uh, however, like right now, we should really be focusing, hey, how can I optimize? How can I limit my expenses? Like you talked to them back then, but anybody's like, hey, you know, we're going to keep this lean. Right. But we're going to be here. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to be lean. We might expect a little bit more out of you than a competitor would, but at least you're going to have a job here. But have, so but have those clear communications people. with them, right? Yes. Like you got to yeah. be open and, and honest and tell them and set the expectations. 100%. Be transparent. Be like, hey, listen, like there's the stuff that's coming. I don't 100% know what's going on, but I know we're going to make it through. And we're doing things right now to make sure that not only will we make it through, but we're going to thrive while other right. places are shutting down. So take a look at your margin. And if you're a gym operating on 10% margin, you're running the wrong business model. Right. And too many gym owners are because they're, like what happens with semi-private and personal training is they don't actually build their own brand. They build other people's brands. They don't. So they end up giving like the majority and the lion's share away to the trainers. Right. Which is great. Like you want to pay your staff well, but they also just don't think about any other, uh, ain't like any other expense in their business. Like you have to make sure that your business has a healthy profit margin so it can have money to operate. Well, like business it's the equivalent of living paycheck to paycheck. Well, yeah, but it's like, they don't even, they say, oh man, like if I'm giving, you know, 40, even 44% aligned to, or assigned to like staffing, 
means you're going to have profit issues. Right. You know, so we want to make sure it's aligned. But then how many coaches, when it comes to personal training, will give their trainers anywhere from 50% to even like 60, 75%? Like, oh, I have 25% left over. It's like, well, you forget you have all these bills just to even operate. Right. So like that's not even like so then you're going to be left over with like that like 2%, 5%. And that's why so many coaches that run semi-private personal training models are also doing a ton of the coaching. You know, right. or they're just like, you know, sitting back on super small margin or something like that. Right. So right. in your business, you know, get your margins and stuff fixed now. That's a really big thing. Take a look at, you know, always focus on top line. Like I know Cardone says, like focus on growth, focus on growth, which is super important. But every once in a while, you need to take a look and be like, hey, am I wasting money and expenses? Oh, yeah. You know, you what are some stuff that I can cut? You always need to keep an eye on there. Don't focus because you can only cut so much. And eventually, then you just got to make sure you're focusing on growth. But like, make sure that, hey, take a look at hey, where am I? Where am I being wasteful? You know, what are some stuff, you know, maybe softwares or stuff like that that I can cut? Right. And also, do I even have my model set up to be profitable? So don't wait until like we're deep in a recession to figure out, oh shit, I don't have a way to acquire new clients. And like, you can reinvent your whole model now. during this recession, yeah. right? Learn how to run yeah. more profitable. And then when you're out of it and you have more clients, you're like, wow, I'm much more profitable yeah. now because I did what I need to do and I did the reps and yeah. I figured out how to run my business and my model a more efficient, effective way. And now it's, everything's back to normal and I'm good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're going to come out of it. We're going to be an amazing space. And if you're there, you're going to be able to thrive. You're going to have that name out there. So there's a lot of, you know, just from business side of things, like mm -hmm. there's a lot of just opportunity if you own a business right now. And if you don't, or you're looking to expand, like there's also a great time. I don't know much about real estate as we like, kind of shared. Yeah. However, that is going to be like one of my focuses as we go over the next couple of years. Like I'm just going to, and we've talked about this a lot, but it's like, I'm just going to make sure I grow my business. Right. And I just get more and more cash in that business. And I'm going to take that cash. And I'm going to buy real estate. I'm going to buy real estate on the cheap compared to last couple of years, you know, mm -hmm. do that for the next couple of years and just build this amazing portfolio as a result. That'll then just, you know, continue to set the family up. We've talked about that multiple times, yep. like probably a year yeah. straight we've been talking about this, but like we, yes. you said, why do you keep so much money in your business or why do you keep so much cash on hand? It's because I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm the sky's always falling. I have to be comfortable. But like, if you deploy that cash, like I don't know much enough about real estate as I should, but I know that the price was X and now it's Y and it looks like it's trying yeah. towards Z, right? It's very simple. Yeah. So like a house I could have bought yes. for this is now this. And if it keeps going down, it's that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, my money goes further now, right? So like yeah. the, the thing you do is like, I've been, I've actually reduced, and I'm sharing this with you now for the first time, like live on this, but I've actually <laughs> reduced payouts in the business and I'm keeping more cash in the business for mm -hmm. the event of, a rainy day, something happens, we're going into a recession, then I can deploy that capital towards like investments or I can acquire clients for less or lower my margin and still be able to pay my employees. So I'm, I'm kind of like conserving cash right now, um, stopping all the stupid expenses and the payouts that we don't really need because I can live off of a lot less than I get paid, right? And I'm making sure yeah. the business is okay. And then my personal, I'm stacking cash for the opportunities in real estate or the other opportunities that come out or businesses that are found that I can take over and I can, you know, install somebody and make that profitable during that time with something that I have expertise with. So I'm getting ready for this thing. So you as an entrepreneur or, or even like your personal, you should, you should be, I don't know about conserving, like if a good deal comes up, buy it, but like I'm getting ready to look for the opportunities and survive if I need to. And hopefully this never happens and the recession's not bad and we don't have to worry about it. But I'm going to be able to pounce on the opportunities when they come along. Yeah. So I see like 
there's going to be four levels of opportunity uh, that people can capitalize moving forward on, like in the next upcoming years. If you're a business owner, you can keep just like trudging forward and taking market share, keep on marketing and keep on focusing on growth and leading in your industry. That alone is going to let you grow. You can go into new markets. You can start a new business if you aren't in business because people are going to stop marketing and they're going to stop trying to go and they're going to get scared. So now you're going to have an opportunity with less noise to carve a debt for yourself. There's also like opportunity to buy businesses. So that'll be like the third thing. You can go out there and buy right. businesses, most likely with nothing down. Like right. somebody's like, hey, I just need to like, I need to get out of this business. I want to retire, blah, blah, blah. You go, like, hey, I'll buy this for X and pay you off a of profit or time frame or whatever. And you're like, and like I can turn this off. thing. Or, you look at what they're exactly. doing. You're like, I can turn this thing into a money-making machine. Yeah. Appreciate the handoff. Exactly. And then, so that's like the third thing. And the fourth thing is you can be like, hey, I'm going to get into to real estate. Or I'm going to, you know, I guess the fifth thing too is like get in, you know, buy index, you know, funds and stuff like that. You right. know, there's all that opportunity. So there's like five I, I ways watch, right now that you could deploy time and capital to take advantage of the upcoming recession. Right. I watch my uh, my IRA or and I mean I'm down like probably twenty something percent this year. And yeah. if it goes down worse, it's like okay, cool. Everybody's going to be like, ah, oh, I'm out. They're they're they stop buying and they're selling. I'm like. You can buy more. You're, 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 you can buy more shares of a company, right? Like, so it's like almost like, hey, if I put this thousand dollars for this company, you don't think of it like it's worth less. You're like, oh my god, I can own more of a percentage of Tesla now than I could have well, with my other thousand dollars. And well, that's kind of the thing, though. That's the human nature. Is when it's the time to get into something is when people leave, right? So you have to be able to, you know, whether it's any sort of investment, is to look long term. Right. To not look tomorrow or one year or whatever. It's like, hey, you know, we look at indexes historically, the last like whatever 800 years, they always go up. So now it's going to be down. But if you're like, hey, I'm going to actually gobble up more because I know I'm not even going to need this stuff for the next right. 30 years anyway. And it's going to be up from where it is today. Like I could probably pretty strongly make that assumption. Same thing with real estate. There's more risk in business. And it's course. a necessity. Real estate's a necessity as yeah. well, too, because people, people, yeah. no matter if it's a recession, depression, uh, anything happens, people need shelter. Yeah. So I don't know if you need to buy a luxury Airbnb that's $50,000 yeah. a night, right? But like affordable yeah. housing, that's literally the, the most needed thing in the country yeah. in a downturn. People need, okay, I can't spend $5,000 a month on rent, but I can spend $1,500. Yeah. So, and like that's, and I, same thing, like I don't know enough about real estate. I know that. When I always look at it, you know, that's where the smartest business owners do is they, they use their business to generate cash so they can buy real estate, you know? So like, that's where, as opposed to like, historically, I've had a lot of shiny object syndrome and it served me well and also not well at times, but I think, you know, you and I have talked about this where like the last couple of months, I was just like, I just, I don't want to have all these different things I'm focusing on. I just want to focus on only one thing and one thing only. And even in the future, like, and it's like, instead of like, maybe some verticals that integrate into it. But I just mm -hmm. want to have this one mm -hmm. thing and then put it elsewhere so that like I can take my time and then spend it with my family and right. not, you know, have to worry about all these other things just because I can. So right. I think that, I, again, I don't know a lot about real estate, so I'm spending the time, you know, to, to learn more about it. But then the next step is just to take action and, you know, start getting in there, getting in the game. And now over the next couple of years, it's going to be a good time to get in the game. But it's going to be, it's, there's so much opportunity. There's so many ways that people can, can take advantage of what's to come. 
And you don't need to be an expert on real estate. It's very simple, right? This house costs X dollars. It's a duplex, right? It rents out for Y dollars. My profit's Z. Good investment, right? Like you don't need to be a master, right? Decent area. Just start with where you live, right? I know this is a decent area. Like, is it going to be the next, like, you know, whatever? I don't know. But I know it's eventually going to appreciate. It's going to beat inflation. Your money in your bank account is going to be worth a lot less than that property is. And you're getting cash flow and they're paying off your mortgage. And it's almost like a retirement plan for you. And it's it's a big set of bricks that's not going anywhere. Right. So you don't need to know much, but like for a recession, right? Like the things you need to do personally. Look for opportunities, right? If you always wanted to get into business, like Bob said, there may be businesses going under where you, you're like, oh my God, this is a business. And you studied and you bought some courses and you know marketing, you know sales. I'm like, oh my God. And you talk to the business owner, I'm like, oh my God, they're missing a huge opportunity here. Yeah, I'd love to take this over, yep. right? And you get it for pennies on the dollar, right? And there's your start and you're able yep. to do it. Or B, you know what I mean? You personally invest in real estate that's going down and now it's at a, a place where you can afford it now, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're already in business, Market and get more clients and eat up your market share. If there's 10 gyms in a 10-mile radius and five of them go out of business, the other five should be more profitable. It's just simple yeah. logic. Those, those clients are going to want to go somewhere. And like that's right. the thing. Like, so talk about the stuff that I know, which is business and marketing. Right. Going, what we're coming into is like the prime time to keep on pushing, keep on putting those advertising dollars in. You know, and even like, I just don't know why people don't advertise, period. Some businesses just don't. I will never. I never. I yell at you sometimes when my advertising spends too low. I'm like, yo, what the heck is your team doing, dude? Bought my advertisers. You're like, you don't need to spend 200. I'm like, I don't care, dude. Spend more. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, and that's the thing. And that's always the debate is, so for local gyms, about $100 a day is what I find to be the best. Can you go up to 150? Yes. But there becomes a point in the local market where you get some diminishing returns. And Angelo, you are trying to push every single boundary to figure out how, when does that point actually happen, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like in some gyms are great where you can, you know, spend 25 to, you know, a hundred dollars a day. Um, you know, that's generally where our goal is for a local gym. And, you know, during the a recession, I'm going to keep spending a hundred dollars a day. You know, we're not going to stop. Does that mean that maybe my ROI might go down? Possibly. But as long as I'm break even, I'm okay. Right, and you're adding members, right and now, it's recurring revenue, yeah. dude. And it's like, it's okay. Yeah. So take yeah. all your so, take all your non essentials, get rid of them, and put them in the essentials. And as a business, like you said, marketing and sales, those are your essentials. Last time, I'll tell you a story. I love watches. Everybody that knows me knows this. I had a watch that I got for my wedding. It was it's one with a ten year waiting list. Probably the only chance I'd ever get to buy it in my life. And Tim knows the story. I sold that watch and I said, I'm going to put that money into marketing and as a cushion for the business and we're going to make it through. And I had the conversation with them. I'm making sacrifices. All the nice-to-haves are gone. Let's do this shit. And he's like, let's do it. And that's why we're in the position we're in. We kept marketing. We kept selling. We kept moving forward. We had a little bit of cushion and we just drove. And we had that conviction that we're going to make it through regardless. You as a business need that. And I got, FYI, I got that watch back. It took me three years, but I did get it back. (laughs) I paid paid more than I sold it for, but I I got it back. Plus plus way more watches too. But I think what you said (laughs) is really important is sacrifice. People aren't willing to sacrifice enough for the things that they want and the future that they can have. And if more people would be willing to sacrifice, then they would be able to achieve anything that they wanted. But unfortunately, you know, most people are just... And I feel like I, I, I was listening to some of the older clips from this. And I was like, ah, most people, most people. Like, I should just say, 
everybody I think can, can benefit from just believing in themselves more and taking more risk on themselves. And that's, what's allowed you and I to achieve the things that we have and to live the lifestyles that we are fortunate to be able to is because we bet heavy on ourselves and we took that risk and right. there's no better time to bet on yourself than now. If you haven't already done it, just do it now. But guess what people are going to bet on? happen is you fail and then you just learn and then reiterate. Guess what people bet on? They go bet on a sports uh, team. Mm. They go, they, they go and get, they go bet on cards. They go bet on dice, right? Yeah. When the, the you can't control any of that. You can't control yeah. what card is next. You can't control what number lies on that die. You can't control if that quarterback breaks his leg in the first quarter and now you are the odds are stacked against you. But if you bet on yourself, you can control your actions day in and day out and the decisions you make. So, like Bob said, in a recession, bet on yourself. Be willing to bet on yourself. We're so willing to bet on other people. Bet on yourself. And it's scary. That's okay. But once you get a little taste of victory and you start mm. like believing what's truly possible, it's going to get infectious and you're going to start developing more skills. And the more skills that you develop, the better you're going to be able to do. You it's know, addictive. I think back to, I think back to what made me fall in love with direct response marketing was I picked up Dan Kennedy's book. I literally just used the framework that it gave me almost word for word, wrote some sales copy for personal training threw it on Craigslist and got clients. And I was like, whoa, this works. Now, it was like one or two clients that I got from that, but it showed me the power of marketing. And then I just went all in on it and got obsessive. And that's what's allowed, like we use direct response marketing to grow an epic gym brand. It's how I generally launch any business is through direct response marketing. And then over time, develop that brand because then eventually you want to get to that brand piece. So if I were like where true legacies built. So if I were a new, let's say middle of the pack business owner right now, I see the looming uh, recession. What skills would you tell me to invest in and learn now? And how would you tell me to learn those and prepare myself for this? Right? Because we talked about downsizing some time with like employees or unnecessary expenses. We talked about learning marketing, we talked about locking sales, but I know that you can hire a marketing company, you can hire a sales company, right? Like what would you suggest somebody focuses on now preparing for a looming recession as a business owner? It's a great question. And I think it, I don't think it necessarily changes versus if it was a good market or not. Like you need to just invest in those skills. And I think you know, going to gym owners, what I see right now happening is a lot of gym owners, instead of actually developing the skills, like they'll go and pay a marketing agency. So I don't, I don't just run ads for gym owners. Like I teach gym owners how to run their own ads because it's such a strong skill to have. Whereas you, the, 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 these companies will prey on people, especially mm-hmm. prey on gym owners, and they're paying out the ass and they don't know how to run an ads. And it takes a minute to put up an ad. Yeah, like over time, if you're writing your own copy and stuff like that, you're going to have to get better writing copy, but that's like a skill that's developed. But I would just argue to learn to, to develop all those skills. Skills that have served me well is copywriting, mm-hmm. being able to run paid traffic. Uh, so, you know, ads. So copywriting, paid traffic, sales, and then speaking. So I think those are the skills 
that I've developed because when you develop those skills and you get you know better marketing, you get better at sales, and you get better at public speaking. One, I think public speaking because video is gonna is just growing more right. and more and more that it's gonna then give you the confidence to be a better leader. And I, I people ask me like, oh, what are like some you know good books on developing like leadership? Because I think leadership is gonna be extremely important this upcoming time. Right. But I've never, I guess, done anything specific to leadership. I think, you know, Jocko Willink's extreme ownership is like, a, you know, hey, just use that as like your your staple. And, uh, but I think it's like the more I've developed those skills, which has then increased the confidence in me, allows me to go into uncertain situations, but mm-hmm. be certain on the outcome I'm going to create. So I would focus on really developing money-making skills. So copywriting, paid traffic, sales and then speaking like if you can develop those then you're never going to worry about making right. money ever again and i would also too and just to add to bob and i agree 100 percent with everything you said i think one thing that you should look at now is your p l's and keeping your payroll and like probably 30 percent or oh, less yeah. so like trimming the fat if you're if you're a gym owner and you have 15 different software and you're paying for all this stuff and it's all fluff and it's not you know adding value to the members cut it 100%. Cut it now. Because the more profitable you are now, going into the recession or going into a downturn, you'll have more room to shrink and still be profitable and survive, pay your employees, still service your clients and give them a great experience and survive. So really, really, really important. Cut the the the, the non-necessities. Focus on the skill sets like marketing, sales, and leadership, which are necessities. And I think putting in leadership is really good. And I kind of didn't hit on that too much, but you're right. Like during that time, your employees will look to you because every time they turn on the news, CNN's going to say, the world's burning. Fox is going to say, the world's burning. They're going to say, down X percent, down X percent. This person lost their home. They're going to interview the person who lost everything is living on a street in a cart right now. And you're going to look at that like, oh my God, am I next? And you as a leader need to tell your team, I will not let that happen to you. Here's what we're going to do. It may, we're not going to be buying Bentleys and Ferraris over the next year. We're going to downsize a little bit, but I will never let that happen to you. Here's my plan. Are you with me? And get a buy-in from them. And if they're with you, you will thrive. That's such a good point. Like just not on top of leadership, but just like keep an eye on your expenses. Everybody just overspends. Because if you overspend personally, you're going to overspend in your business. So like really getting a good relationship with money and understanding how wealth is created. So getting that down and then t- keeping a look because also the more profitable your business is, the more advantages you're going to be able to take right. you know, over the next couple of years. So allow yourself to have that capital to deploy it because you just got to get in the game sometimes. So I think that I, I love that. I think that's such a great point. I think that's a great point where we should end on for two reasons because I'm not going to top it. What you just said. <laughs> my Starlink is going in and out, so it's going to get super choppy. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.